Welcome. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. And we're back. Here we are again. It's uh, a new year, a new day. 2020. Yes. And I kind of have 2020 vision. Yes, you do. But I may have to use these today. Oh boy. Had a little Got work. a brand new look for 2020, had Jess. A little work done on one of the eyeballs and uh, that and and um oh yeah yeah let it grow for a few days yeah but I, I have a feeling the CEO at home is going to want it to be gone soon <laughs> and with us as you can hear is uh, Corey Sir Patrick Stewart that's a double salute for all y'all in my, 2020 my my one of my favorite people in the whole you're wide one of world. my favorite people Jess. Yeah, and uh, and uh, like me, a guy who knows just a little about baseball. <laughs> so we're qualified to do this, right? Right. And then, of course, we have Ethan the Statman Perlman. It's another great day, another great new year. Happy 2020. <laughs> And it's 2020. Yeah. I, I, I know. <laughs> I think he forgot that it was 2020. <laughs> I got it right on the rundown. I so got what, it right. Can you? St- do you still say uh, uh, Lashana Tova? No, wrong no, month. Just can't, just can't no. say that. It's only for Russia. I mean, I mean, you can. I don't. Okay. In December. I didn't know in if December? that means Happy Is New Year. December. But I know Does it's that a greeting it? for no. no, like September. Oh. <laughs> and with us, with us is my best friend and biggest critic, Joey's here today. Joey Monticello. Good to be back. I'm glad it's not snowing. Uh, I don't have high hopes for the rest of the winter, but <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, we're in Michigan. I kind of, it's like 64 days. Mm-hmm. Today is the eight, uh, 7th of January. So it's like 64 days until spring. Wow. So, you know, that's, uh, I don't know, nine nine weeks or so that's uh just, no, no yeah no problem when oh, you wait. put it that way wait it's only 64 days till the first day of spring i got 64 days to figure out a good card for my sister and brother-in-law for their anniversary there you go you have 64 you heard it here on <laughs> baseball mainly that he's got 64 <laughs> days can we get a cl- a ticker on the... no pressure right? no pressure well march 20th is uh, uh kind of a bittersweet day for me that was my mother's birthday mm. Well, uh, this day, speaking of days, this day in baseball history, what's going on? (laughs) Back in uh, 1992. Way back. Yeah, it seems like way back. Before I was born, but after Corey was born, Mm -hmm. uh, the baseball writers elect Raleigh Fingers, the first closer in Major League Baseball history, to record 300 career saves, and Tom Seaver into the Hall of Fame. Of course, Tom Seaver had 311 victories, and that year he received the highest percentage in voting history from the Baseball Writers Association. Well, records are made to be broken, right? Yes. Because we know what happened with Mariano this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, what do you know about Raleigh Fingers? Uh, what's, what's his trademark? He had a nice mustache. Yeah, he yeah. had the yeah. handlebar mustache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was a closer. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good uh, – his war was 25.6, uh, 341 saves. Wow. And I remember Fingers, especially when he pitched for Oakland. Mm-hmm. He was pretty amazing. What a name, too. Man. Raleigh to be a Fingers. To be a, to be a closer <laughs> and to have that, I mean. Lifetime 290 ERA. Mm-hmm. 290. 2.0. 
1.9. Papa's whip was 1.156. So that tells us that his whip was a lot like Tiger Closers. Mm -hmm. Give up hits and walks, but uh, get out of the inning. Get out of the inning. But, and, but imagine stepping up to the plate and having to look at a nice handlebar mustache. It would throw me off a little bit. I know it would. Well, you, you know, I think uh, I think pitchers, it's a it's a mind game, right? Mm-hmm. What's he going to throw? What's the pat, what's the batter looking for? And you want that you want that mean kind of look. Yeah. And I don't think of it as a handlebar mustache as a mean kind of look, <laughs> except for isn't that what Wyatt Earp wore in he the movie did. Tombstone? Tombstone. Yep. Yeah. He had the handlebar. Well, he had a good mustache and he he twirled it. Joe's so. gonna Joe's gonna grow a handlebar here. Yeah, give me 12 years, maybe I'll, I'll get something. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both, buddy. Yeah. It's okay. And then uh, Tom Seaver, also in that uh, Hall of Fame era. Yep. Uh, 311 victories. That's enough to get you in the Hall of Fame, supposedly 300. Mm-hmm. Had uh, a 109.9 war. Wow. I remember watching Seaver pitch, and this was probably when he was with the White Sox because it was – you know, probably against the Tigers. Mm-hmm. And his back leg, which would be his, what, his left leg, mm-hmm. his knee would be dirty. That's how low he got as he threw. His knee would drag the ground as he threw. Wow. He was awesome. And when he was with the Mets, they won the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seaver had a one one two one whip. Again, not a great whip, but not bad. Mm-mm. And a lifetime ERA of 286. Can you imagine that? A 280 lifetime. Now we're not talking about one season, one yeah. fluke season. This mm-hmm. was his whole career. career. And I think he was in the bigs like 20 seasons. So uh, pretty amazing. Okay, what happened in 2007? 2007, Randy Johnson agrees to a $26 million two-year deal with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now it's pending a physical, which it passed, uh, and MLB approval to finalize his trade from the Yankees back to Arizona. Uh, the Yankees receive relievers Luis Viciano and minor league prospects right-hander Ross Allendorf and Steven Jackson, along with infielder Alberto Gonzalez. I believe it's Viscaino. Viscaino. Okay. No, I liked how he said it. Yeah. Viscaino. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, no, the guy I always loved was Allendorf. Allendorf. I, I love that last name. How long did it take you to get that one did, down? Did any of those I guys. Knew that one. Oh. <laughs> were any of those guys worth. What, what they know, was gave. It, was there any value there for, for Randy Johnson? Uh, none of those names jump out at me, but uh, for a two-year, $26 million deal for probably one of the best closers in history, or one of the best pitchers in history, honestly. And he killed a bird. I mean, honestly, right there, that goes for the, the his track record. Corey, we don't condone killing on this show. <laughs> he didn't mean he to didn't kill do it on purpose. We don't, we don't condone it. It was, it was actually the bird's thing. fault. Yeah, the bird got in the way. I would say that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a, hell, of a hell of a deal for me. Joey and I happened to be in Phoenix, mm-hmm. along with Mom, mm-hmm. on the night they were retiring his number as a Diamondback. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how we got tickets because it was sold out. And when they showed these videos of his of his uh, career, it was the place was going nuts. And when he blew that bird up, 
the pl- you couldn't hear yourself. It was just so loud. The place went crazy. Yeah, uh, what a what a guy. I can't imagine. Now, speaking of being intim- intimidated by a pitcher, what's Randy Johnson? Six eight, six, six eight nine? at least. I mean, the man towered over everybody, and, and it, it and just had violent he action. He threw BBs. Yeah, and left-handed. Mm-hmm. Now I have some success, not much, as a left-handed pitcher because mm-hmm. my ball accidentally moves. Yeah, right. Lefties, for some reason, their ball moves. Can you imagine this guy and the ball? Just a fastball having all kinds of movement on it? Yep. He had how many strikeouts? Was it 4,800 and some strikeouts? That's incredible. That's a, that's a, that's a career and the fact that he just he pretty much stayed healthy for most of his career. And he did it the right way. And he had an amazing mustache, too. So yeah. must be a trend. And a 329 ERA. Not bad. Not bad. Not many guys no. have a career ERA mm-hmm. under four. Yep. You know, these days it's all about hitting, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's all about throwing the ball as hard as you can. And he could. Well, and also had something to go with it. Yeah, you there's a lot of good movement. You can't just throw a fastball to nope. a big league hitter. Mm-mm. Well, there's that video of uh, John Cruck facing him in whatever all-star game that was, and he threw the pitch over his head. And then just kind of threw sliders that wound up in the left-handed batter's box or right-handed batter's box, and he swung at all of them. I don't want to face Randy Johnson. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I just can't imagine that guy throwing at you. I mean, I can't, you'd go back to the 68 series with Bob Gibson. Mm-hmm. Guy was a beast. Yep. Those guys, you know, major league pitchers are incredibly talented. Very. And, um, boy, those are that, – that guy – the big unit. I love it. <laughs> so would you give up – would you pay Randy Johnson in his prime? Would you pay him $26 million for two years? Probably pay him more. My goodness. Yeah, nowadays you have to pay him more. What yeah. did Garrett Cole get? What did he get, three-something? 315 I think. It was 315 Cole's contract? Yeah. We, we can double-check on that. But it was about 30 million a year. And, and Randy Johnson got $13. Eh, different time. Yeah, I guess so. Well, 2007, different time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. 13 uh, he, years ago. He could he could pay his mortgage with the 13 million. Oh uh, yeah. Sure, and have yeah. a few bucks left over. Uh-huh. So but speaking of mortgages, Cole will be making 36 million every year from now until 2028. That's pretty good. I'd say that's it's good pretty work good. If you can yeah, get it's it. pretty good work. And living in New York. So, what, do you think they uh, insure the pitcher's health? Over that period of time, through some kind of an insurance agency. No, but there's there are teams are putting in clauses, clauses that if yeah. you get injured, you will still pay you this amount. Or yeah, now or, they're now they're saying even like yeah. you can't even do certain things like ride a motorcycle and or if you, do, you, you know you do surrender pretty so extreme money. sports. You know, cough cough, cough. Madison Bumgarner. Madison, don't play Guitar Hero. Joel Zamaya. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes can't play basketball anymore. Yep. The team uh, put that in his contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, uh, we've got to talk about our sponsor here, speaking of mortgages, a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make a segue. It was a good segue. We'll figure that out one of these <laughs> one days. One day. Uh, we're sponsored today by Century Mortgage Lending. Century Mortgage Lending, 248-258-4977. Uh, an incredible and very experienced local mortgage lender here in the Detroit metropolitan area. And MLS number 134525, centuryml.com, 248-258-4977. 
One of the best loan originators I've ever met, Elizabeth Gagne, took care of me. I was really happy. Uh, they sent a uh, title agent to our home to close the loan. Didn't have to go find somebody in some office. Took care of everything. It was done. I, I can't tell you how simple it was to do this refinance. Hmm. In fact, I've refinanced with her twice in the last couple of years. And I have a very, uh, what I think is a very good interest rate. Hmm. And it's been very beneficial. And actually told me she wouldn't do it if it wasn't going to make sense for us. Sure. Uh, 248-258-4977. Talk to Paul or Elizabeth over there at Century Mortgage Lending. CenturyML.com. Their NMLS number, 134-525. And tell them you heard about them on baseball mainly. <laughs> 248-258-4977. Well, what other news do we have? What else is going on? A lot of things happened since we were on a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's been about 3 weeks since we or 2 weeks really mm-hmm. off and now we're back and unfortunately the start of the new year started off uh, on a somber note with the passing of former Yankee pitcher Donald Arson, also known as the only pitcher to ever throw a no-hitter or a perfect game in the World Series. Yep. That's amazing. A perfect game. I mean, how often does that happen? We saw one here in Detroit, except it was, it was taken it, away from except us. Except it was imperfect. It was. The imperfect, yeah, was. perfect game. <laughs> More and, like infamous. And, and here's, the, here's the sad part. If we had video replay, mm-hmm. it would have been a perfect game. You know, yeah. And, I, you know, we go back on Galarraga and Jim Joyce, and we go back and look at what, you know, the big controversy of that perfect game. Because it was a perfect game. Even even the bat, even the batter who ran it out was saying, wow, okay, you're really going to call me safe on that one? Um, even yeah. if we had video replay on that one, like, I don't know. It, it would just take away from the, 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 feel. the feel of it. Yeah, he got the perfect game, but you know, waiting for the umpires to really check, you know, two three minutes go by, and then you're just sitting there and you're like, oh yeah, no, yeah, sit, you know, he's out, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh okay, I, th- I think I they would have still gone nuts. I don't know. I like the controversy around. Okay, it. that was in what year? Two thousand eight. No, 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 no. Let's. I'm talking oh. about. Um, oh, Larson. Uh, Larson's perfect oh. game. <laughs> Nineteen. That was nineteen fifty six. Nineteen fifty six. And yeah. who were they playing? The uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers. Let's talk about who was on the Brooklyn Dodgers, which makes this even more impressive. Okay. Pee Wee Reese, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Roy Campanella, Gil Hodges, Don Drysdale, Sandy Koufax, Don Newcomb, Duke Snyder, Dick Williams. That's that's quite a team they beat. It's good, it's a good lineup right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, several of those guys are pitchers, but Pee Wee Reese, an infielder, Jackie Robinson, an infielder, Roy Campanella, a great catcher who died tragically. Um, you know, Dick Williams. Why, how do we know Dick Williams here in Detroit? He has a connection to Detroit. As before your time, <laughs> Statman. Why are you looking <laughs> at me? <laughs> in, in 1984, Dick Williams was the manager of the San Diego Padres. Who famously told uh, said that put Kurt Gibson on first base? Oh, mm. and uh, the pitcher who was Goose Gossage mm-hmm. shakes his head. Nah, I got, I own this guy. I own him. <laughs> so Williams calls timeout and he goes out to talk to him. Right? Uh-huh. We've seen the video. Uh huh. And Williams 
being the the great baseball mind that he is, let's Gossage talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the deciding game of a World Series mm-hmm. if the Tigers win. Yep. This is why baseball players don't wear goatees. I don't get it. Didn't, didn't Gossage have a goatee for the longest time? Gossage, yeah, he had the whole thing going. Is that a goatee? Yeah, 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 the, yeah down into yeah. the beard a little bit. So, handlebar mustache, good. <laughs> goatee, bad. bad. <laughs> well, Gossage won a Hall of Famer as well. Yeah. Gossage is in the Hall of Fame. He was, in for the time that he was a closer... My goodness, that guy! That guy would just blow people away, mm-hmm. and he was mean out there. Sure, but you know he another. Uh, I may have mentioned this before, but I really appreciate this. I remember I was with Joey mm-hmm. and Donna. We were in Grand Rapids. I think we were at Meyer Garden, mm-hmm. and uh, we were going to look at the beautiful uh, flora there. Sure. And on the radio, as we pulled into that parking lot, Gossage is giving his MLB Hall of Fame speech. And he talks about one of my favorite Tigers that few people ever talk about, Aurelio Rodriguez. Mm. In his speech, he said he was giving credit to his teammates. Mm -hmm. And he basically said Aurelio Rodriguez was the best third baseman he ever played with. Oh. Now, this guy played for the Yankees. He played for the Padres. You know, Nettles was on the Padres. He played Mm -hmm. with some great players. Sure. Aurelio Rodriguez was a great, great third baseman. Mm -hmm. Again, a guy who died tragically here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think ever got the recognition he should have gotten. No. Gossage certainly was a great player. I'm sorry. Let's move on. What do you want to talk about? So I want to jump one topic down real quick because I got to – have a conversation with Corey. No, no. One and, and one topic, largest contract to any player with no major league experience. Oh. Fine. We'll, we'll start on that first. Is that where we're going to go? Because well, I was going I'm ready I, to go on the, ne- I, on the final thing of, of your rundown well, here. Let, let's, jump to the, let's jump to the Michael Fulmer topic. Okay. Because I apparently was told that Corey said. This is, the, there's the, no the, point for this. I the, know the, to the, avoid the, arbitration, the, but there's the no Tigers point for this. Tigers signing Michael Fulmer in his arbitration e- year. To a one-year, $2.8 million is going to derail the Detroit Tigers. I didn't say that. You got that from Nick David. Nick David, No, Nick David said that. I just said I don't agree with this, only in the fact that you're not really showing whether you still believe in Fulmer or you don't believe in Fulmer. Fulmer went into Tommy John surgery, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, do we still trust in him? He was supposed to come back this year previously. His arm wasn't in the right position. You still had to sign him. Still had to sign him. I get it. Had to sign him either way. But it's not showing any sort of faith towards what you want to do with him in the long run. One year, it's not going to really show whether he's gotten better or worse in 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 because they're probably going to probably watch his pitch count for the rest of the season. So I want to address the one year thing. Uh He's still in arbitration years. Mm -hmm. You don't know what he's going to be. You're not going to give him an extension, so you're going to go off that one year deal. But why would you think about maybe trading him? Because nobody knows what he's going to be right now. Yeah. His, his trade value is null. His where trade does, value is nothing right now. Where does he stand? Is he going to be ready to to pitch? First, first few weeks into the year. He's not ready for spring training, it's sounding right. like. It sounds like he'd be ready, though, within the first month well, of see, the season. I'd say late April where the, we actually maybe see some movement from for, him. First month of the this season. Was, yeah. This was a, a no-brainer as far as the Tigers go, right? 
they, they're they're out signing free agents that they're taking a chance on. True. I mean, look at the guys they've signed. Yep. They've got to do something to try and put some butts in the seats. I guess. If you sit, tell Michael Fulmer, you know, I, I go, this, go pound sand, sure. uh, and you get into some big hassle with him, and by and, and on Fulmer's side, he might not, you know, he's going to end up probably with the same contract he had the year before, which is this two point eight million, because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's this is this is the obvious thing. You, you're not gonna you're not gonna say, well, you know, we're going to release Fulmer. No, no. You know, but I, I want some answers from the Tigers organization on where they see him going. Whether and it, when, he's healthy, it, when he's healthy, healthy, healthy in the rotation. But what do we do with him they, after? What do we do with him if he's not healthy? What if he doesn't get back to where he needs to the be? Hope, the hope is that he – I mean, this they've got a big investment in this guy. True. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a very talented pitcher. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys have come back from Tommy John and been okay. Strasburg. Yeah. So he's twice. through it twice, yeah. <laughs> so – you know, I'm not here, so worried about the Tommy John. Here we go. I'm just worried about, I guess, his, where he was going to be because he was really going to be one or two in that rotation. Coming so if you're up. if you're looking for well, a number in the rotation, here's what you got to look at. After this year, Jordan Zimmerman will not be a Detroit Tiger. I could see just, Jordan let, Zimmerman being just, moved to the bullpen after just, this just, year. Just look at this. His contract is done after this year. Mm-hmm. You may or may not have Matthew Boyd after this year. I'm I'm still. So, I'm still so, shocked that we have him now. So Michael Fulmer could either be your one or your two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he comes back, he's healthy, he performs what he was doing before all the arm issues. Mm-hmm. The reason the Tigers agreed to this and avoided arbitration was they knew probably you go into an arbitration hearing, you're going to be paying him more than $2.8 million. True. Because, I doubt true. Because the market value for a pitcher of his caliber when healthy it's about five, six million. So you don't want to give him the extra two million because you don't know where his health is at. You agree to give him what you gave him because you want to see where he goes. You may get a bargain, mm-hmm. and then going into off season of next year, you may be you may be able to say, okay, we're gonna buy out your final two years of arbitration and give you two years, so four years total, for let's say forty five million dollars. So you're giving him ten million a year, mm-hmm. but right now you're not you're not committing to him for the future. You're wanting him to build his value back up. Let me ask you a question: how How do you evaluate Tiger pitching, knowing that the defense is as bad as it is? You have to you have to go off the numbers, and by the numbers, I I specifically mean innings pitched, walks, strikeouts. And then, what is the batting average against when there is nobody on and when people are on? Because when there's nobody on, okay, it's more on you. Because you have to be able to pitch smart enough to know that I don't have to throw three strikes. But if the ball is put in play, I can now look back and see how many of those were on my defense that the, that the runner reached. Mm-hmm. Or how many of those were me just missing my spot and allowing a base runner. Sure. Is, is there a stat for that? Stat of balls? Yes, balls in play. But balls reasonably played that nobody got to. Yes. Is there a stat for that? It is, it is B-A-B-I-P, batting average for balls in play. Yeah, but we've got enough stats that don't make any sense, as is we don't need any more of those. Well, you know, Joey played uh, uh, his junior year. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, 
played but, is a loose term. Okay. Well, but what I'm, I'm getting to is they had a guy playing shortstop. Mm-hmm. Vacuum. Who was a vacuum cleaner. Guy was great. Every play, runner was out at first by a step and a half every single time. Really? Wow. Every time. Could, and, and he could then, have been in left field, step and a half. Quick hands. <laughs> and then the senior, his senior year. We made 81 errors. The and infield 40, was horrible. Two of them came from the left side of the infield. Really? Yeah. And wow. and that's you know these are kids. I don't want to I don't want to call names or or. <laughs> I will. No no do not do not. Do. I, I don't want because they they were doing the best they knew how uh-huh. right. But it makes a difference. It makes a difference to a pitcher's win loss record, doesn't it? Yeah. If you get a guy, let's say, it's a tough play yeah. for the shortstop. He's got to go in the hole. He gets there. He stumbles. He lobs it over. The guy's safe by six steps. Mm-hmm. Or you get a shortstop who goes in the hole, grabs it, and guns the guy out. Same ball. That's an out instead so, of a hit. Iglesias yeah. or Mercer. There you go. Yeah, I'll yeah. take Iglesias all day long. Yeah, he's doing all. He's still doing all right inside the infield. Iglesias Just was an incredible defensive player. Sure, incredible. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. had a decent on base percentage. Lacked a little bit of discipline when it came to clubhouse stuff, but whatever. Oh, without That's a doubt. Fine. Yeah. I'll take a yeah. I'll take a fire plug in my clubhouse. But house. I mean, yeah, I mean. So who's the lefty for for Boston that was it with Chicago? Chris Sale. Sale. You think he was great in the clubhouse? No. Guy was a jerk no, from all. Uh, sure. Not that I know for no. Hey, Max Scherzer's no different. Okay. <laughs> you want you want those guys on your team? You want guys that want to no. win? Heck no. I, I do. No. I want guys. Absolutely. I'm no. playing a game where I want to win. Give me yeah. the best shot of winning. Yeah. I'm not okay with getting by. Have you seen the uh, – there's an ESPN uh, – You can get by with people who aren't jerks inside the clubhouse that there's want a, to win too. There's an ESPN – You don't have to be a jerk to win games. Listen to me. There's an ESPN uh, – 30 for 30? No, uh, it's – One it's of their ML, documentaries. It's MLB. Is it MLB? It's about the 86 Dodgers or 87, one of the two. And uh, Kirk Gibson came in to the season. The Dodgers were just kind of screwing around mm-hmm. as they were doing. Mm-hmm. And he went, he got to the field early, like six or something, to get his workout in. Gets back into the clubhouse, puts his hat on. Someone put shoe polish, something in his head. Yeah. And he went off on everybody and Mm -hmm. just said, if you don't tell me who did this, I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I'll compare that. You know, I don't want to wear these jerseys. They're uncomfortable. I can't pitch in them. Sure. So we're not wearing them. I'll cut them all up so we can't wear them. Find me? Sure, go ahead. (laughs) You want to win the game, you're going to put me out there. I'll bet on myself 100% of the time. True. You, you, this is a – you know, it wasn't that Gibson was being a jerk. No, no, Gibson, no. That's, Gibson, a different, that's a different scenario Gibson altogether. Gibson didn't want to play with guys who weren't serious yeah. about winning from – That's a different scenario. day one no, of – But that's a different the, scenario. Because in my head, like when you're Chris Sale and you're going to make a, a scene where you're going to be cutting up jerseys or you're even uh, – What's his face from Cleveland who got traded to Bauer? Cincinnati? Oh. Bauer, Bauer. who's going to throw across the damn field and act like well, a jerk yeah, that, and not that, show any sort of like issue. there are there's such a thing as a clubhouse killer and the Tory Hunter the reason why Tory Hunter was such a clubhouse leader was because he didn't stand for that crap. So what and the about, fact is real teams well, like, teams listen, yeah. there's, stand there's for a that. difference in demeanor and I'm not going to pay you a million <laughs> or all that money for you can just be a big yeah. baby. And I believe Tory Hunter was here cuz he wanted to win. Exactly. He didn't have to sign in Detroit. Nope, didn't no. want to sign more. And Can't I believe, believe we didn't sign him for a long time. I believe term. I believe that era that two, was that 2012 era. Yep. Yep. Those guys wanted to, to win. win. But they and all they were worked built together. To win. And mm-hmm. they were with a manager 
who who knew how to handle, handle them the craziness and there was some craziness sure. i'm sure in yeah. there every team you know you've got 25 guys there right they've all got different various personalities, personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want guys on my team that i know want to win who are serious serious but about don't make it you don't have to make a spectacle about it well that's true yeah. i don't mm-hmm. i don't i don't think you need to make a spectacle I, about I am, it that's not who i am mm-hmm. but i can appreciate that those guys want to win. That's why when you guys you guys would say, oh, I don't think that much of Kirk Gibson. I love Kirk Gibson. Oh, no, I like Kirk Gibson. I, I don't I, like him as, I, as an announcer. As a player, great. great. I love him as an announcer. I love him as an announcer, just like I loved George Kell. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember George Kell. Mm-hmm. George Kell couldn't speak English. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, first basemans and, uh, you know, just crazy. Jargon. Stuff, but George <laughs> Kell was a great player. Yeah. He knew the game. He 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 gave you some history. Gibson is sitting there in the booth watching awful baseball, awful baseball. I don't care if he tells me that it's a waning Gibbous moon because at least I learned something. <laughs> that stuck with you for because, a while. Hasn't because it? Joey's mom makes us watch those games every inning of every game. Bless it's, you, Donna. And she painful. loves the Tigers. <laughs> And you know what? I love the Tigers too, but these aren't the Tigers. This is this is well, not. These are, these this are the not a pro team. Well, this the crazy year. thing is, I've, I was talking to Nick David. That's how this all got brought up. Okay, but today, and uh, for those of you who don't know who Nick David is, he's been on the Mass Show, but. Uh, and he's one of our sales. And he's one of here. our sales here. And happens to be the grandson of a great Lions player back when the Lions had a team, which will tell you how how back old his grandpa was. All the way back. Um, this guy named Jimmy David. But there's just a weird void in Michigan right now for sports. And it's not just Detroit sports. What, it's you, like all over. You don't like the lug nuts? Oh. <laughs> well, it's we, we, just, I, I can't call them Detroit sports. They're technically Toronto, Canada sports. Yeah. They, they are a minor league affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays, so I c- cannot consider them a Detroit Besides that, sport. yeah, but there's just well, a I don't want to be thing. too hard on the Tigers. I'd like yeah. to have a good relationship oh, with them someday. And I really believe that they believe they have a plan. They do. Yes, what, more so than a lot of the other teams. What they did last year, however, was an embarrassment to baseball in the city. We talk sure. about having, you know, you you got to spend more than they spent. Yeah, you know, yeah, the two pitchers, free agent pitchers we had were Tyson Ross Matt Moore and, and Tyson Matt Moore. Ross. Yeah, it's like and Joey knows all the names. It's like they were really being stingy last year. Well, those guys, those guys had potential. Sure. But had but Duh. when they went down, they had to do something. Yeah. There and and it showed us how bare the cupboard is in the minor leagues at least at the higher levels. Sure. When when they made the deal with Castellanos and they ended up with Demerit who may be a baseball player. That was player. Shane Green. Was it Shane, Shane yeah. Green that got yeah. the merit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they make the deal, they get the merit, mm-hmm. and they put him right in right field. Yeah. This guy. He had a good series in Texas, they, and then was bad. Yeah. And, and and when they made and that. And he may be good someday. And But when they made that trade, and that was the only trade I was against with Avila, was he got, he got handled in that trade. Yeah. He gave up Shane Green, who at the time was performing really well and then looking back on it the tigers really gave him a crappy picture to end the year but you got joey wentz which is going to be a great find for the minor leagues for the next year or two but you should have been able to get out of uh atlanta 
a better outfielding prospect. They had a boatload. You got like the fifth worst <laughs> yeah. on their prospect board. Let, you let, got handled. Let me read you a couple things here. That uh, these are guys that were in the lineup. These are our hitters last year. We started the year with Mikey Matuk, who had 23 at bats for the Tigers last year and didn't get a hit. Now with the Phillies. They had Jake Rogers. Oh, Matuk was signed with the Phillies? Yes. Oh, wow. They had Jake Rogers, who's a double A player. Mm-hmm. Triple A. Batted, I'm saying he's that's what he should maybe be a double A or a high A. He's batting 125 last year. They had Josh Harrison batted 175. Grayson Griner, who really came on at the end of the season to bring his average up to 202. They had Candelario, who should be at the major league level and should be a hitter. He kept jumping around. Batted 203. They had John Hicks, who isn't with the Tigers. I don't know if he'll be with anybody. Probably got a minor league adv- I th- I think invite he somewhere. Got a, yeah, deal. Two ten. Gordon Beckham, two fifteen. Ronnie Rodriguez, my guy, two twenty one. Thank you, Milwaukee, for taking him off our hands. De- Demerit, <laughs> two twenty five. Willie Castro, two thirty. Kristen Stewart, two thirty three. And Jacoby Jones, two thirty five. Okay. Come on, guys. Not awful season. I, that's I, not. That's not major league hitting. I, I'm more okay. Yes, it was bad hitting last year, but as I'll refer as I'll reference again, look back ten years ago at the Houston Astros when they went through their rebuild. That was with were, Altuve too, and well for some of those for some years, of those yeah. years, yeah, they were crap. Yeah, the 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 Cubs for a while were crap. The Dodgers for oh, not recently, but way back. They weren't doing well. Rebuilds I are not, it's not a fun word. Yeah, it's a, not a positive word when you say rebuild. It re, isn't for anything. A rebuild should relatively take you about five years. Sure. Five solid years because the average time for a minor leaguer to get up to the major league level is about three to four years. And it was a lot we, harder we for us. And, that, we and it was a lot harder year. for us because we gave up so much money yes. with these big contracts. I mean, and that's what everyone and you knows. You could not unload them. Um, it's just overall, Detroit just is right now. I don't know really what's going on with Detroit sports. Like the Lions can't do crap. They went three something and something with a tie, and then you have the Red Wings who are just tanking, and they don't know what they're doing. You have the the, the, the Pistons, Pistons which I just heard that. Well, that the loony. owners. I don't even know what's going on with that. He says he wants to redirect with everything now, but now all of a sudden I just heard that Blake Griffin's probably going to get shut down for the season yeah, he's having with knee surgery. surgery. Yeah. We're paying. Too, we're paying. We're trying to do too much in terms of these players, or we think that these old-time players are going to do something more. Well, I'm really happy that you guys have finally decided to defend <laughs> the Tigers. I've been not, defending the Tigers. Not so Hold on. Not not so much defending, but understanding that the the word rebuild is gonna just hurt for a yes. while with the Tigers. But like you started, like you said, the start of this conversation. At least they know what they're doing. I don't believe in anything else those other organizations we'll are doing. We'll see if they know. Know what yeah, they're I don't. Doing. I don't know if they know what they're doing. But I, I, th- I think at least it appears they have a plan. There's a plan, and it appears that there is now some talent at the lower levels. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've got some guys that look like sure. they're going to be big league players. Yeah, and they're all pitching, with the exception of Riley Green. And Riley who knows Green? if any of the pitchers Who's or he? any of them will no, make it got, to the major leagues? They've got a couple other guys yeah. in the minors. So, so hit. here, here's the big thing to look for this year. Isaac Parades will be. At spring training, mm-hmm. he could very easily win the third base job. Good, straight out of spring well, training. There's no sure. competition. 
you got Condelario, Dewell Lugo, and Harold Castro all going to vie for that spot. Well, Harold Castro is going to be at a short utility st- guy. He could be. Or he could be the starting third baseman. No, or the shortstop. Our shortstop's you, Willie, Goodrum at Willie this point. Willie Castro yeah. could be your starting shortstop, or Nico Goodrum could be your starting shortstop. I'll pass. Um, Daz Cameron will be fighting for an outfield spot. He was injury-plagued last year. He didn't have a great season. He could be back. Um, Is Pit- J- Jacoby Pit- Jones going to be fighting for an outfield Jacoby spot? Jacoby Jones would be, center would, he would be fighting for a job if Cameron makes the opening day roster. Sure. Because Daz Cameron is much more a center fielder than any other outfield position. Because Kristen Stewart plays left a lot, right? Kristen will play right or left. Right or left. Um, (laughs) Demerit, in my opinion, if Daz Cameron makes the opening day roster, Demerit will be sitting on the bench or being AAA. Parker Meadows, who's going to be the stud of the outfielding core with Riley Green when they both make it. And Parker Meadows should very easily make it up to AAA this year. There's a guy that's got a future. The the guy's got... Easily in his back pocket, 25 to 30 home runs a year, yep. mm-hmm. 85 to 100 RBIs, a 300 batting average. How long can we wait? Uh, how long? Here, here's my question. Two and years. Two here, years. I get it. But here's here's my question, guys. You know, opening day, it's going to be jammed. Because it's, oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. a holiday in Detroit. Yep. yep. But it broke my heart. I'm, we're watching TV, and I'm looking, and I'm saying, we have this incredible stadium. And it really is. It's a great stadium, unless it's sunny out. <laughs> Uh, and you're sitting, you know, somewhere where there's no shade. Um, and if you're in the outfield on a sunny day, late in the season, mm-hmm. you can't see the ball for the glare off the seats because nobody's in them. True. And and I understand it's a business and they're trying to realign things, but this is painful to watch as a baseball lover. And you guys know I love baseball. I know. But to see guys at a major league level playing at what isn't a major league level. And I'm not just talking about hitting. I'm talking about routes to the baseball. They took routes that look like I'm going to take that route. You know, they look like like me at fantasy camp trying to catch a fly ball off Johnny Grubb. I'm lost, right? I, I don't play against guys that hit the ball that hard. These guys are supposed – they've played all their lives. They've played at various levels of the minor leagues. They've played in college, whatever. They're, they're clueless at times. Sure. And it's hard to watch because you're paying – you're paying big money to go to a ball game. Sure. You know, it isn't just the cost of getting in. It's the cost of getting there and getting a place to park and paying five bucks for, you know, a, a, a glass of – Soda, sure. Depending on where you are in the country, <laughs> or pop, pan. You know, soda. if you're if you're a what's beer soda? drinker, I don't know what. What's a beer there? Eight nine bucks. Uh, eight fifty, I think, or nine fifty. I think they might have raised up the prices. You know, everything is 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 major league expensive. Sure. And you're going there to see a product that last year was not major league. No. And that's what hurts because I'm a I love the Tigers. Yeah. And, and something important that is talked about always on Maz's show, which is something that I think the Tigers are going to have great coming up, is culture. Yeah. And when you look back at a team, and I want to specifically point out the Kansas City Royals, when they made the run to the World Series back-to-back years, what did they have years, a few years prior that came up all together? Hosmer, uh-huh. Moustakis, Moose, yeah. uh, Salvador Perez, yep. Kane. Kane, Alcides yep. Escobar. You had your core come mm-hmm. up together through the minor leagues. Yeah. And they had what may be Perez, the best pitcher we uh, catcher, catcher we have seen in this era. Uh I'd still take Buster Posey. 
Well, I take closer to oh, wait a minute, even, even wait with a, a broken yeah. leg. Again, here, here we're talking management and whatever. Oh yeah, he used to be a tiger. Where did? Where? Yeah, where did? Where, we traded him for who? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I go back to uh, uh, who was the great? Yeah, you guys won't know. Smoltz. <laughs> Well, uh, well, the Smoltz thing I understand. They got ten wins out of Doyle Alexander and put him in the playoffs. To your point, though, Ethan, I, I, I having the core team, yes, is, is coming up together. That's that's how you build a, a culture in a clubhouse. Just as long as there's somebody that's going to lead that ship, and I just now I'm looking at Garden Hire and I'm thinking. I don't think he's going to want to stick around for much longer but because we, we of what's going on. We talk about Garden Hire as a player coach. Yeah. That he knows how to mold young talent mm-hmm. and mold them in a positive way. I'm hoping he sticks around long enough for that to happen. Well, realistically, middle to end of this year, who are some names you could be seeing coming up in the pitching rotation? Casey Mize, Mize Matt Manning, Manning, possibly Tariq Skubal, yep. if you need another lefty Burrows. being brought up. All with Burrows. an asterisk of if but, they're healthy. Sure. But here's the big thing. You talk about the raw potential. If it pans out, even if they don't all hit their ceilings, of Mize Manning Scooball, uh-huh. Franklin Perez, if he gets back to being healthy, and if he hits what he was supposed to hit, Fiedo, Burroughs, whoever else you want to name in that group, I truly b- believe that a rotation of these guys hitting even 80% of their potential and being able to come up and form a bond. We'll keep Garden Hire there? Well, I don't really care if Garden Hire sticks around. You know, a few years from now, if he wants to retire, Somebody great. Somebody needs to manage the team. We're going to get does. stuck with another Brad Osmus. But, but here's what's going to happen. <laughs> no. when, nice. you, when you had guys in our rotation, like Verlander, like Scherzer, uh, Price, you had guys who came up on different organizations. You had guys who came up with different personality traits. I can tell you, from the clubhouse experience I had, they all didn't always get along. Sure. And and what and what does that help when you're talking about a three-game series and you're talking about how are we going to pitch to certain guys mm-hmm. and everybody has a different opinion? Yeah. Well, every pitcher has different every, strengths. Every pitcher does have a different strength. What is the one thing that all Tiger minor league pitchers right now have a strong common thing theme about that could be the best thing that could happen for the Tigers pitching rotation in the coming year. That they're young. Well, no. Injuries? No. It's that they're all, all coming it, under the same tutelage. That, and they all have at least one completely wipeout breaking pitch. No. I don't I don't care if you're Mike Trout. I don't care if you're uh, any other player. Breaking balls are probably the hardest thing to hit if they have good movement and good spin rates. Sure. Well, Which, who, do, who do we like that's already here? We have uh, we like Spencer Turnbull. I, w- I want to see more from him, but well, you know, he's, he a, a good, he's a he good back end starter. I would say back end. Back yeah. end. If four he or five. improves on where he was last year, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's young, right? His ceiling is a three starter. He's not yeah. going to be a top. Okay. Two. Well, change up. Yeah. Hey, we'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I take we? it. I would. Yeah. Buck Farmer's still going to be uh, okay? Bullpen. Yeah, but it's, I, what I'm saying is you need bullpen. Yeah. That's where we stink. The, the he, only, started to, I, he started to see I, I started to see a strength out of him towards the end of the yeah. season. Um, you, and you it may would, only be able to get an inning out of him a game. Yeah, but it, at the same time, if he's if, he, if he's, he started getting movement on his ball that I didn't see the prior years before, and, and I was a, like, wow, oh my gosh, like he's actually got really good 
movement, like mm-hmm. inside outside he had a movement. Good, a good changeup that came on kind of out of nowhere. It did. It really did. And I think he even said that he was working on that to kind of have in his back pocket when he needed it. Is, so. is Norris going to bloom? He's either going to bloom in the rotation as the five starter, Yikes. or he'll come out of the bullpen again as a long reliever. It's uh, Matt Boyd. Gone. If he's on gone. the roster, he'll I'm be the two. Gone. One. Well, you know, uh, it can't help a pitcher to know that he's kind of on the trading block, can it? I mean, yes unless, or no. <laughs> unless you think you're going, you know, someplace like uh, L.A. or and either either team in L.A., by the way. I, I think that this could be the year the angels for are, the Angels. The Angels are going after him. I, I know they've been saying in reports that talks aren't, you know, really serious. But when you start seeing top prospects being named in Sub- the in Subway some, Series, in, 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 World in, Series? Dodgers and Angels. I mean, I think the last time something similar happened. That's not a Subway Series. That's not the Subway Series. What's the Subway Series? The Subway Series is the Mets Yankees. There's no subways and traffic over there. This is the uh, West Coast Series you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No. As Joey said, the last time that happened, we had an earthquake out in San Francisco. So let's see what happened. It was uh, with the Giants. Go Dodgers and and Angels. uh, Dodgers Angels. Yeah. Was it Dodgers? I, so, I, I yeah. thought no, 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 no. Was it? it, it was, was it the base? Was it, it the was bay? Oakland, and was it San Francisco? I thought actually it was that LA. does sound right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oakland. I just remember I remember no, turning on the TV and everything went black. Didn't wasn't, wasn't that at the Oakland Coliseum when that it happened? Was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was pre. It was a pregame. It didn't happen during the game, and they were you know you know how the World Series there's there's all kinds of reports coming yeah. in there, and man, that was awful. Mm. Hey, well, we got to get to some of this other stuff because the 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 Central Division team mm-hmm. that everybody's picking right now, in, in at least in the American League, is the Chicago White Sox. Holy yeah. mackerel! Well, and they're, they're they're making moves. They're building up a dynasty. Let's put it this way. And and they made you know these are kind of uh, unorthodox moves they've made here. What they do? Well, just this week they signed a pro. Their num the number three prospect in all of baseball, Luis Robert. To a six-year, fifty million dollar deal. That's not Robert. No, Robert. That's Robert. That is Robert, and uh, <laughs> he has never appeared at the major league level yet. So this fifty million dollar deal is the largest uh, to ever be signed by a player not having reached the majors yet. Hmm. Well, he was a thirty-thirty guy in the minors last yep. year. Hundred eight runs, hundred sixty-five hits, which led the minors. Uh, so the game six years, fifty mil with options out to two twenty twenty seven. Both being team options. That right. That would take yep. him to eighty eight million. Yep. That's pretty good for never having been in the bigs. Yep, and this is not the first year that the White Sox have done something like this. Last off season, they did the same thing with Eloy Jimenez, giving him a, f- I believe it was four years, mm-hmm. so many. So he signed through twenty twenty six, and he only hit thirty one home runs for him yeah. last year. He also was injured for the first part yeah, of the year. Yeah, he ran into a wall in Detroit. Yeah. And Whoopsies, hurt his yeah. groin or something like He's, that. He's uh, so how long was he out? Was he out a month? More than like a month and a half, two months. To- total total year, I believe he was out about three months. And he still had thirty one home runs, seventy nine ribby. Uh, his on base wasn't great. It was three fifteen. No. He did strike out 134 times. So based on that, he's pulling him like Napoli. 468 at bats. I would say he's 175 
strikeouts in a full season? The, the way I look at him right now is I look at him and I look at Mike Napoli. Mike Napoli was a guy that could give you 35-plus home runs a year, but he'll strike out about 200 times. Yeah, that was Rob Deere as well so, back in my day. Um, the only thing that Amenez gives you, aside from the power and the ability to drive in runs, is he is a above-average defender. He is? Because I got, saw him look really, really bad. He's got a great arm. He's got speed. Even though he doesn't look like he has speed, he's got speed. Uh, the only thing that the, the White Sox are doing, and it's smart in my opinion, they're giving their top minor leaguers these big deals because they know that they can go out and find the little pieces in free agency to make them into contenders over the next five years. Mm-hmm. Think of who they have signed this offseason. Grandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Dallas Keuchel signing yep. there. So now your rotation also includes Lucas Giolito, who is signed through 2023. If he's healthy. A, a healthy Michael Kopech, who could be a top-of-the-line starter, signed through 2024. You just re-signed Jose Abreu. Yep. You signed uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. You Who's have... the, the little guy that had a great season last year, their second baseman? They uh, they released him. Oh, no. Yeah. Tigers San didn't Sanchez? pick him up? No. Uh, Yolmer Sanchez. No. You talking no, about, no. Are you talking about Moncada? He played third. No, no. They they had who's Yoan Moncada played. You're probably third. thinking if you're thinking really small, it's Sanchez. He's not a very he won big the gold guy. glove and then they released him. Um, <laughs> Tim Anderson, their starting That's shortstop, is through about. 2024. Tim Anderson. So that guy had a good season. Yeah, they, he won the batting title, I think. Right. Yes. I was talking about Anderson. Okay. Shortstop, and he's signed through 2024. As I've said before, the White Sox are trending up. The Twins, after this upcoming season, in my opinion, are trending down. Cleveland's sure. already started to trend down, and Kansas City's going to stay in the bottom of the barrel for a little while. Uh, so it's a fight between us and Kansas City? It could, yeah. it could, legitimately, be, it could legitimately be if if uh, Cleveland trades away Lindor sure. and or trades away uh, Mike Clevenger like they've been talking. Right. Cleveland, Detroit, and Kansas City have fun fighting for the bottom three spots. Hmm. Because uh, Cleveland could be three years on... in a row where we get first round pick, first pick. We always get a first round pick. No, I mean first pick <laughs> of the first round. Well, there are. I would say there are fourteen to twenty wins for us in the Central Division. Fourteen to twenty I'm, I'm wins. I'm gonna say more total. I'm gonna I'm gonna go above oh, that. Will you write that down? Fourteen to twenty wins in the Central Division for us. Right, there you are four said... four teams, right? Yeah, yeah. The only, the only team you're gonna lose to consistently. It's probably the White Sox. The White Sox. I still maybe Cleveland too because we. Oh never... wait, I'm thinking Fort. Uh, I got to up that because I I left Cleveland out. So did just. So maybe another four wins there. So 18 okay. to 22. Yeah. Okay. I still say they so get killed by the Twins. That's half of the wins we got last year. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough team. So let's say, let me let me let me be uh, optimistic. I say we get 25 wins out In of the Central. Central. Have to keep changing this number. That's less. <laughs> that's less than fifty percent. Okay. Quite a bit less than fifty sure, percent sure, sure. of the games yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to play in the yeah. central. Uh, you broken clocks, you know. Right. So we got to win. We got to win twenty six more. Tw- I mean twenty one more to beat last year. Okay. No problem. Sure. Twenty twenty. Tw- okay. All right. I'm not too early for my predictions. All right. <laughs> let's. Let, here's here's uh, uh, free agent predictions. Josh Donaldson, where's he going? Well, no longer to Washington after some of the moves they've made. He's probably sticking around Atlanta. Atlanta? What do you th- you guys think Atlanta? 
Yeah. What, what about Nick Castellanos? Anybody going to sign him? I don't care. As the, long uh, as it's not Detroit, I the don't The Rangers care. have been high on him, and so have the White Sox. But it's sounding more and more like he'll be signing with the uh, Texas Rangers. Yeah, the White Sox got Mazzara. They don't need another hitting outfielder that doesn't yeah. really field. I'm I, I'm not like you. I like Castellanos. I know you do. I like him as soon as he left. <laughs> uh, I know how I'd pitch him if I were the other team. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd low and away, low and away, low and away. Storm sliders. Yep. Uh, Osuna. He's got Dang. a qualifying offer attached to him, doesn't he? I don't know. Uh, I, I, uh, probably. Azuna, I mean, I could see him really going. This is one of my guys, uh, guys. <laughs> I've got him in our draft. I know. I mean, right right now there's no front runner for him. Yeah. No. It'll be whoever offers him the best deal by the time spring training Is he going to get a lot of money? No, I don't think so. Yeah. 272 maybe six, batting maybe average. Maybe $60 million over four years. He's a seven-year veteran. There's his, just, war, his war, Brian Kenny would say, yeah, is 19.5. There's just a lot of position players, and there's a lot of teams that don't really necessarily need a lot of outfielders' help, or there's a lot of teams that... Because the teams you, that do, we, we do. he's not going to sign He's not going to sign there because it's bottom not of the bottom of the barrel. barrel. Well, right. let, let, me, let me think about this. Is there a team we know of that needs outfield help? And I know, a team that's w- and I that's know where worth- we're going with this because Corey, you want this next person in Detroit, right? No, I do not. I do not. <laughs> yeah, let's like talk our about, con- like our con- like our conversation before. I just don't think he would fit very well with the scheme of what we're going. Why would we need to sign Puig just to get butts this, in the seats? One definitely. year deal. No, no. one no. one to year, me, no. ten million. No, would he not sign him for one year, ten million? No, his like. What they're expecting a contract is like seventeen some million. He's we're not paying him that. All the bats are going to be all soaked because he's going to be licking all of them. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out. On I just don't think honestly. And here's the thing: I don't think. And we didn't ask this question during the scope of what the Tigers are going to be or what they're trying to be. Is what does Miguel Cabrera do besides DH. just? DH. I know DH. obviously just DH. And but e- what what do where do we see Miguel Cabrera as as Miguel Cabrera? Are we seeing him as as last year? was not great he and he's on the decline if, if he's but healthy, does that mean that he's just going to constantly be on a sharp decline or are we going to gonna gradually see a green time i don't think he's going to ready to retire yet he Look, needs to he's, I, he's I think he's i think he's got a tiger fan and as a miguel cabrera fan i'd love for cabrera to really get himself in shape sure and have at least one more great year I'm not asking but, for over 300 batting average with 30-plus home runs. I'm not asking that from him. Well, he's not getting that because I'm not pitching no, to him. There's no. nobody else. I'd, no, of course. Yeah, no that's a big thing. But I'm I'm looking at 280. I could see Miguel Cabrera batting a 280 and having 21 home runs on a season, and that would be good for me to say you did your what you, I believe, you can do right now. I think last right. year was a total fluke, but we'll see. And I don't think with Yasiel Puig coming onto that, I don't think that would just be a good fit for him. I just don't think it would it would be a clubhouse booster. Okay, here's a question. Bet's going to be traded? Yeah. yeah. To who? Somewhere out west. Lindor. Dodgers. Mm. Chris Bryant. Yes. They were talking about him to Atlanta. I, I, actually, I can see, I, I I saw, see Chris Bryant. I, I, like I see him going to Washington. Oh, Washington's yeah. got the tools to oh, get, yeah. get a guy like Chris Bryant. Because they don't have Rendon anymore. Um, Philadelphia. <laughs> no. They wouldn't trade him to the – well, I guess technically Washington is in their division. Not – Washington isn't in their division. No. But Washington's got the most pieces, and it makes the most sense. Um, because with 
with Atlanta. Atlanta knows if they add on one more year to a Donaldson deal, Donaldson will re-sign with them. Sure. They're just trying to wait out the market to see if it, they really have to. Mm-hmm. I'd rather Donald's, uh, Donaldson than Bryant because Bryant's been hurt the last couple of years. Donaldson's been consistent, and he bet on himself last year, and his bet paid off. So I'd be willing to sign him, even though I'm not a huge Donaldson fan. And, and I think you're going to have a hard time trading Mookie Betts right now because they're trying to package uh, David Price with any Mookie Betts deal sure. to get rid of his contract. Yeah. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about next week with free agent signings, I'm of course. sure. Uh, you have a question for us today? Yeah. We got a new obscure baseball rule. All right. So it's two, it's two parts again. Oh, boy. A runner is stealing home with two outs. The pitch hits the runner as he is crossing into the strike zone. What is the result? He's out. Out. Okay. This seems like a. This is. This seem like the last question okay. that he asked. Second part. Se- second version of this question: A runner steals home with less than two outs, and the pitch hits the runner in the strike zone. What is the result? Isn't it just? Shouldn't it just be a strike? He's out. Okay. Does the run score? No. If he's out, how does the run score? But I'd say it's just a strike and it's a live ball, like if the batter was in the zone. Corey, you're being awfully quiet. That one's a tough one because the first one, two outs, that makes more sense. Here's this a... one, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to put that on the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, put it on Facebook. Let's see what we find yep. out. Hey, we're running out of time. Thanks for being here, son. We always appreciate <laughs> it seeing you and being with you, Corey and Ethan and Angel and. Steven, I guess, is back there. Thank you so much. This is Jess Monticello saying thanks for joining us on Baseball Mainly. Let's play two.